What's poppin'? <laughs> Welcome to Colonels and Duds. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about the Amazon Prime original series, Invincible. I'm JT. I'm Jacob. Hello, Jacob. Hello, thank you. For <laughs> such a lovely introduction. Yes, uh, to a lovely podcast. Yeah, we do good work here. Fuck you, Juan. Um, yeah, come on, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be talking about Invincible, um, just kind of the whole show overall. Yeah. Um, the return of J.K. Simmons. Oh my! I love J.K. Simmons, <laughs> though honestly. Um, so the way the show is structured, it every episode kind of has its own little story arc, and right. then in the background they kind of contributed the to whole series, arc. yeah, like a larger series arc. And so we're not gonna really be going episode by episode. We're just gonna kind of get a quick hit on like what happens in that specific episode, and yeah. then how it relates to the bigger sounds good story in general so jumping right into it starting with episode one which is it's about time um it opens with those two security guards at mm. the white house and one of them's talking about like his adopted son john ham problems yeah yeah <laughs> the cast for like everyone is stacked like <laughs> some characters get like three lines and they get people like mark hamill to do yeah, it yeah right <laughs> anyways um so they're talking about family stuff uh kind of sets up one of the big main themes of the show which is like inner family conflict which they touch on quite a bit specifically father son yeah and so um while the two security guards are chilling there these two big blue dudes show up and start trying to blow up the white house basically the maulers the mauler twins uh shout out to mauler though Great YouTube <laughs> channel <laughs> um while they're attacking the White House, this group of people called the Guardians of the Globe shows up to... I mean, the Justice League. I mean, I mean no, the Guardians, uh, the the Guardians of the... Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, Avengers. Uh, I mean, uh, the IGLSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Quick. I like oh, wait, how... The Quickster. Thing. Yeah, I mean, they were, like, very original. Like, I've never seen anyone with that kind of power before. Yeah, like, a red guy who goes fast? Insane. Like, bro, who thought a, about a that? A dude dressed as a bat in all black? What a revolutionary concept. Yeah, man. <laughs> we'll get to it, <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, anyway so yeah the, the guardians of the justice league of the galaxy of the globe show up and are fighting the Mahler twins they're doing okay but they're having some trouble saving like the civilians around and this dude named Omni Man shows up kind of cool helps out in the fight I wonder if he'll be relevant and I, I hope not <laughs> and um, they stop the Mahler twins. They get arrested and sent to like the this universe version of the raft. Right. Um, yeah. Let me find my that. So then we cut to Mark at school. Like, yeah. Mark is Omni Man's son. He's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a <laughs> kind of a guy that gets pushed around. He sees a bully at the school harassing a girl named Amber. He tries to tell the dude to knock it off, and the guy beats him up. What was that dude's name again? uh todd todd yeah so todd beats him up amber's like stop it thankful that mark tried to help her but then right. while he's getting beaten up she also kind of kicks him in the nads and... <laughs> like what a loser <laughs> yeah i know right and he gets his ass hand to him hey, anyways speaking of gonads <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, that happens. And then we get to see some things of, like, Mark living with his dad, who's, like, a superhuman. Mm-hmm. Mark doesn't have any powers yet. And so they're talking about, like, Sky when he's going to get yeah. him. I've seen Sky High. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, later on, Mark's at his job at Burger Mart. Burger Mart. Burger Mart. He's taking out the trash, and he accidentally yeets one of the bags to Saturn and realizes, oh, shit, I have superpowers now. Um <laughs> You telling me Mark from Burger Mart has superpowers? <laughs> um his dad seems a little like not thrilled that he got his powers, almost like he was hoping he didn't get them. Right. Um that's just kind of set up there and we don't touch on it a whole lot yet. But he still agrees to train Mark because he wants to like teach him how to use all the powers and have him be more like him basically. Mm-hmm. Um then while they're training, Mark's dad is being like actually really hard on him. And mm-hmm. It kind of takes Mark off guard. And then later on, Mark's dad takes him to go see like the the Edna Mode of this universe, who's like <laughs> an old dude who drinks whiskey. I think his name's JJ or AJ. It's something like that. No, it's Art. Oh yeah, Art it is Rosenbaum, and it's Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, yeah, that's the Star Mark Wars Hamill. money finally running out. <laughs> well, you know, Mark Hamill. He's he, in a lot of stuff. Well, yeah. he does a lot of animated stuff that you yeah, wouldn't like expect. Yeah, Killing Joke. Yeah, he was a fire Joker too. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so he goes to get his super suit, and then where's my super suit, <laughs> honey? Where's my super suit? And then, but real quick. If you could pick, like, a super suit, why would you go with what Mark goes with? His suit is not good. <laughs> yeah, like, the powder blue and yellow. Yeah. And he's a big eye. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Like. Come on, man. Eh, the Incredibles did it better. Um, <laughs> did this come out before The Incredibles? I mean, I know the show didn't, but did they? I feel like it didn't. Yeah, I don't think so either, because The Incredibles was really early 2000s. Yeah. Huh. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so... He goes to get a suit. All the suits are kind of generic. Mark doesn't have a superhero name yet. And then later on, he comes up with the name Invincible. Cut the title sequence. Cut the title? Yeah. <laughs> they have this little gag that they do where the first time somebody says the, his name in the episode, they mm-hmm. cut to the title card. Yeah. And it progressively gets bloodier, which is kind of... Huh, almost like the show gets progressively yeah. bloody, bloodier. I don't know. This first episode True. comes out with a fucking banger as yeah, far as the gore it goes really does. uh this show has like marvel style <laughs> credit scenes um and at the end of this episode we see nolan slash omni man slash mark's dad mm-hmm. uh send a like a distress signal to the guardians of the justice league <laughs> and uh to get them all to their little headquarters and he shows up and just Dude, absolutely sour, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just absolutely destroys them like it's pretty quick too like yeah like he they hurt him really bad and like he's injured and Absolutely. he passes out and all that but it was like a really quick turn for me because like the rest of this episode like if you're not familiar with the source material which I wasn't at all yeah me um, the first episode sets it up as like it's a superhero thing and it kind of seems like it's gonna be like your run of the mill right comic book adaptation yeah a lot of these other guardians like are developed yeah the episode so Mm -hmm. you don't think they're gonna be killed off immediately yeah and then oh wait just like full gore game of thrones style like he smashes one of them's head between his hands Mm. and like it's it's rough Rough. 
Yeah, but so after Omni-Man does that, he passes out because even though he's, you know, like God level. He still took some hits. Yeah, they still they still beat up on him a little bit. So next episode, we go to they the, the Global Defense Agency, which is like the shield of this universe. Right. Um, run in and they're trying to like scoop up the what mangled corpses yeah. of the Guardians because apparently they have ways to like resurrect them or something Ooh. or they're going to attempt to anyways yeah, the future is now man yeah and so and nolan is still like he's beat up but he's like not as close to dead as the rest of them which are pretty dead mm-hmm. so they take him to like a secret hospital uh we find out that they failed to revive any of the guardians and then we're introduced to cecil stedman in this episode who cecil. is like the Nick Fury of this universe. Yeah. And Donald. Don't forget about him. <laughs> and Donald. The Phil Coulson. <laughs> it's literally just... Anyways. Um, blah, blah, I lost my spot blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's how I reset myself, bro. Come on. <laughs> that's my superpower. So, um, Omni-Man is in a coma. He's in the secret GDA hospital. And Cecil tells Mark and Debbie, who is... Omni Man's wife and Mark's mom. Really cool. Yeah, I love Debbie. Um, Mark, uh, who just got his powers, he's still trying to figure everything out, and his dad's not around to train him at the moment because you know he's in a coma, <laughs> and so uh, some aliens attack this city. Do we ever find out what city Mark lives in, or is it just like this is his city? It doesn't really say. I don't think. No, if we're wrong, whatever. If we're wrong, we're wrong because generic american city with skyscrapers and public art it's not chicago (laughs) chicago has those things yeah but you know chicago is in the last episode oh yeah you're right (laughs) um so generic place near chicago i don't know if it's near chicago because like they have to travel pretty far to meet up there but anyway it's a place yeah so mark lives in a place it's (laughs) not it's not denver that's where the immortal lives (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah somebody's got to protect denver um so some aliens attack they're called the flaxons and there's this other superhero group besides the, like apparently there's a lot of superhero groups right. that we find out about mm-hmm. in this episode and one of them is called the teen team Oof. which is kind of a riff on teen titans yeah and they show up to fight off these aliens and Mark shows up to try to help them. Didn't Jake Paul used to be in Team Teen? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Team what to... Ten, baby. Woo. <laughs> but I this no team. I no longer wish to do this with you. This team is uh, a very special team featuring excellent leadership by the one and only Rex Blow. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're introduced to some characters that mm-hmm. don't immediately get their heads popped. Not um, immediately. Adam Eve, Rexplode, Robot, and Duplicate. Duplicate. Or Duplicatherine. Duplicate <laughs> for short, actually. <laughs> uh, which, the other three are more important than Duplicate in the story. Like, yeah. I feel like she doesn't get a lot of screen She's kind of there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are a lot of her, so it's hard to get that many people on camera. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. she's, she's everywhere all at once. Um, while they're fighting, the Flaxons, which are the aliens find out that on earth they age way faster than on their planet for some reason yeah and so they kind of just start dying so they all run back into their little portal um we find out that adam eve who's on the teen team is one of mark's classmates and And they dating rex 
and is also dating Rexplode for whatever reason. <laughs> and they kind of start becoming friends because yeah. Mark's new to the whole thing and he needs help. And so he kind of like, she's not like really a peer mentor kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't really like join the team, but mm-hmm. he goes with them. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how Omni Man was with the Guardians, where he's not like a part of the team, he, but he shows up randomly. Associated. Yeah. So later on in the episode, the Flaxons come back. They have some sort of anti-aging technology because while it seems like they haven't been gone for that long on Earth, on their planet, it's been like a while. 30 years yeah. or something. So they've come up with ways to, to negate the aging effects through like bracelets, wristbands. Mm-hmm. And so they find a way to disable the wristbands. So they all start dying again. And they have okay. to run out. Yeah. And then... Uh, later on in the episode again, they come back Uh-oh. and they've figured out, you know, better ways. This and time they were way stronger. Yeah. The leader dude has like this Veronica Iron Man suit <laughs> and he's kind of wrecking shop. So Omni-Man shows up um, because he came out of his coma a little bit before that. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention is when he comes out of his coma and gets out of the hospital, he's very adamant mm-hmm. that they give him his super suit back. Um so that they can't investigate it Hmm. which is kind of like the for the main arc that's this episode's contribution or one of them yeah so during the third battle with the flaxons team teams doing team 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 god that's gonna be hard to say yeah (laughs) they're not holding up too strong yeah they're not doing super well it's mark's like third time trying to be a hero and so he's getting the shit kicked out of him a little bit which he he tends to do that a lot of the show doing and Omni-Man shows up to save the day. So Yay. he flies the Flaxen leader back through their little portal. Mm-hmm. And he drops a line that's, uh, you don't seem to understand. Earth isn't yours to conquer, which. What a suspicious thing to say. Sir. Yeah, like I had, like I said, I was not familiar with the source material at all. Me but he, when he said that after the episode before, it's like, okay, oh. you already know yeah. that like he's not a good guy it was a little mm-hmm. on the nose i think um like if you didn't see that twist coming after that line in the first episode you probably weren't paying super close attention yeah i feel like at that point it's not even a twist anymore it's just established fact you yeah know? like you're just waiting for everybody else to catch up yep. so anyways he uh absolutely obliterates this entire civilization yeah um i think he's stuck there for like months in their time but it's mm-hmm. like a couple hours on earth um, he forces some of the aliens to build him a portal to get back home. And then as he flies away, drops like a huge boulder on him and kills all of them. It's pretty rude. <laughs> he's not, he's not a nice guy. Not a kind of man. I'm not a nice guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So they get back and Cecil shows up to talk to Omni-Man and Mark. And he says there's something approaching the earth. Cecil so. just teleports anywhere he wants, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Cecil has a little watch <laughs> that lets him teleport which apparently is very expensive. Um, (laughs) Says there's somebody, like something headed to Earth, and apparently this is a thing that happens kind of regularly. And Omni-Man's like, Mark, you got this one. Go fuck him up. And Mark flies out and meets a dude named Alan the Alien, (laughs) who is voiced by the one and only Seth Rogen. (laughs) (laughs) With that wonderful, distinctive laugh. It's beautiful. All I can see in my head right now is that cantina band with seth rogan laughs have you ever seen that <laughs> yes <laughs> um anyway so alan alien shows up and they kind of fight a little bit and then mark's like what are you even doing here 
He's like, I'm supposed to test Earth's champions to see if they're, you know, like strong enough. Yeah, to strong enough to defend up. the planet in case something crazy happened. Like, yeah, you know. Um, turns out Alan is assigned by the Coalition of Planets to test a planet called Urath, Ooh. not Earth. <laughs> so they kind of sit down and have a talk about how Alan screwed up. What kind of alien is named Alan? <laughs> I don't know. Alan, alien, alien is named Nolan. True. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so he leaves, um, and Mark and Alan are pretty cool with each cool. other. Like they're kind of like friends. Yeah. And then, uh, at the end of that episode, we see that the GDA and Cecil specifically has this demon named Damien Darkblood investigating, uh, what happened to the Guardians of the? I almost said Galaxy again. No. <laughs> <laughs> the of Guardians the of the Globe, because they're not really sure what happened. Yeah. And Cecil suspects Omni Man, but he doesn't have any evidence that he did anything wrong yet. But Damien finds some real quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a demon. This it's is what he does. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So episode three. Um, we get a funeral for the Guardians of the Globe, mm. where Omni Man gives a really nice, sweet speech. Very heartfelt. Yeah, very genuine. For sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Um, because nobody knows that he murked all of them. <laughs> um, so the the big funeral where Omni Man gives his speech is actually just kind of for show. After that, we get to see a private burial for like just the people that knew the Guardians personally. Yeah. Uh, we get to see Red Rush's wife. Were they married or was yeah. it just his girlfriend? Um, partner. Sure. Uh, yeah, whatever. Her yeah. name's <laughs> Olga and she loses her shit, understandably. Yeah. Um, Tough loss. Yeah, we get a little bit of, I don't know, more character stuff for the dead people, like mm-hmm. making us care about them. Uh, Cecil goes to Robot and offers to have him be the leader of the new Guardians of the Globe and says that the only person Robot would answer to would be Cecil. He has full control over the tryouts, the team, who's on it. You know, it's all all, stuff. all his. And Robot basically ex- Tony Stark. Yeah, and Robot's a member of the teen team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he said that. He's not really a teenager. Is he a teenage robot? Um, Can robots be teenagers? I mean, I guess, you know, if if you build a robot and then it operates for 13 years, then it's, it's a technically teenage a teenager. Robot. Yeah. You know? Checks out. <laughs> is robot of legal drinking age? Hmm. Ooh, maybe robot's not a robot. Who knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm spoiling so much. Robot. Anyways, so robot's going to be the new leader of the Guardians of the Globe, and he's got to choose a new team because the old one obviously is dead. So... He hosts a fight night. Yeah, uh, they all they get a bunch of random heroes together from other teams, or they do their own solo work. Mm-hmm. They have a big tryout competition thing, and Robot selects new members. Invincible does not try out. Um, nope. He said, "I'm offer only." <laughs> yeah, I'm too good for this team. <laughs> um, it wouldn't be fair if I was here. And yeah. so, they select a new team, which is let's see. Monster Girl, uh, a guy who she's a girl who turns into a monster, but every time she turns into a monster, she gets younger. By a, a week. By is it by a week? Yep. You don't understand. She must look fourteen. She must. It is essential for the plot. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I didn't write it. <laughs> Somebody animate her feet now. Oh boy. <laughs> monster Girl, uh, uh, writing Samson. credit to uh, Dan Schneider. <laughs> 
<laughs> Did y'all let Harvey Weinstein work on this? I swear to God. Oh no. <laughs> um uh next member black samson um who's just a dude apparently he was on the original guardians of the globe then he lost his power somehow that's not really explained to us Mm. and now he has to like wear a suit to be able to hang with everyone else Mm. Uh, a person named shrinking ray who's basically ant-man yeah um and then also adam eve rexplode and duplicate Mm -hmm. but earlier in the episode or it might have been last episode i don't remember um adam eve caught rex cheating on her because they were dating Mm. with duplicate so eve immediately quits multiple duplicates yeah is it a foursome if it's the same person i don't know i does it count if you go back in time and have sex with yourself is it masturbating (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to credit rexplode with game like that you know you were willing to credit him earlier for something or another i don't know (laughs) He's a great leader. <laughs> he is a piece of shit. Anyways, so he was like, I can't be on a team with them. Storms out because apparently your petty relationship disputes are more important than global security. Always good to know. And so after that, Mark gets Amber's number from the bully that beat him up before. Todd. Todd. <laughs> Fucking Todd, dude. Todd. Anyways, so <laughs> he calls amber to set up a study date they have like kind of a cute little phone interaction um she comes over for the study date and then mark has to leave because cecil needs him to go help eve stop some dude named doc seismic who's really annoying (laughs) (laughs) i don't like him which i mean i guess he's a villain so there you go hey an unlikable villain (laughs) wow what a novel idea (laughs) so He's like attacking Mount Rushmore or something. So he has kind of cool powers, though. He's basically just an earthbender. <laughs> yeah, like he invented earthbending gloves. Yeah. <laughs> the Have Infinity you invented earth, earthbending gloves? No. Oh, I wish. I mean, I don't know. He like uses them to fly around. Hmm. And I'm like, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how exactly do these things work that yeah. it lets him just like fly around? It's like, that old Godzilla movie where he, like, uses his breath to fly. <laughs> or, like, the Inquisitors in Rebels whenever they just use their lightsabers as helicopters. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. he fl- They fly now? They fly now? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, Adam, Eve, and Mark do mm. all the hero shit. Yeah, of course. And then Mark's like, oh, fuck, I left Amber sitting alone in my room. So, he rushes back. Um also, while this was happening, Mark's dad was fighting a kaiju, hmm. so they get home from their heroing at about the same time, <laughs> and they have that actually funny little conversation where, like, his dad's trying to give him a life lesson, and Mark's like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, he's trying cool. to go talk to him. Anyways, <laughs> got a chick in my room, dad. Yeah. <laughs> and so, he gets there, he tries to apologize to Amber, which actually goes pretty well. Yeah. Um. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Um. Uh. you know is this mary jane and peter parker no wait can't be no is this pepper Potts and tony stark no no anyways uh, and then adam eve comes by after having a little conversation with rex and telling him that you know like no she's done she's not going to come back to him she wants to go hang out with mark and she sees amber and mark making out through mark's window which is a little creepy. 
and then she's kind of like, good for you, Mark. And then she flies away. So end credit scene on this one. Uh, the Mahler twins, the big blue guys from the first episode, yep. escape the not raft raft <laughs> with the help of some mysterious benefactor, which is revealed to be robot. Sharon Car- oh, oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong. <laughs> the power broker? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my boy, Robot. Is it Carly? <laughs> Morgantha. Uh, and so... <laughs> So, uh, robot breaks them out of prison. We're not really sure why yet. The Mahler twins have this weird little thing where they like one of them's a clone, and, and they so they're argue always about arguing which over who's the original. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of this episode, like to <laughs> we escape, find out, <laughs> yeah, to escape, like the original one mm. has to use the clone to, as like a human shield yeah. to to escape. Kind of rude to your brother. Yeah. Well, you know, was he really yeah, the original though? Was he really the original? Or did the original get killed? Well, now, whoever it is, is the new original. Yeah, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Or it could just be the old original still being the original. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> small reception right now. Whoa. <laughs> and so, uh, they escape, and Damien Darkblood goes to question Mark's mom. I love Damien Darkblood, but his name just makes me chuckle every time I hear <laughs> yeah, it. I know, it's really cringy. <laughs> But, like, he's one of my favorite characters, yeah. kind of, like, with the hat. He reminds me of Rorschach. Mm. It's like Rorschach and Hellboy put together. <laughs> Anyways, um, he questions Mark's mom. She's pretty defensive about it. Um, he finds out from her that Omni-Man didn't really tell her much about it. And then she starts getting a little suspicious of Nolan. Yeah. Um, who knows that, like, Dark Blood's been around, but he doesn't really know exactly what's going on. Episode four, let's see, um, Red Rush's, oh, I guess they were married, hey. um, Red Rush's widow, her name is Olga, she's Russian apparently, um, she wants to sell her house and move back to Russia, would be with her family since Red Rush is dead, um, I totally just went blank there for a second, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Mark's mom is a real estate agent. And so she agrees to help Olga sell her house so that she can move back to Russia. And Cecil asks Nolan to protect the first manned mission to Mars, which I guess is a thing that happens in this universe. Um, The future really is now. Hey, um, the Martian already came out. Yeah. (laughs) And so Nolan doesn't want to um, because he he feels like he needs to stay and make sure nothing bad goes down on Earth. So Mark volunteers to go out on the mars mission um and he tells amber that he's going to be gone for two weeks because they had a little date before that Mm -hmm. where amber talked about volunteering in the philippines or something yeah in the peace court yeah and so he was like i'm doing kind of what you did i volunteered to go help people far away i'm going to be gone for two weeks and he gives her a really expensive box basically yeah (laughs) i mean that's exactly what it is so Mark goes on the Mars mission. Uh, he's supposed to be making sure that the human astronauts stay safe. Uh, he falls asleep because he's like, this is so boring. And then they all get kidnapped by Martians. Good job, Mark. <laughs> Killing it, bro. And so Mark has to go try to save them. We learn while he's going to save them that Cecil really wanted Omni-Man to go on the mission just so he would be off of Earth so they can investigate him closer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
Also, while Mark's gone, Nolan and Debbie go on vacation, mm-hmm. and he's really trying hard to make sure she still she still trusts him, mm-hmm. even though she's like slowly becoming more suspicious. Right. Which slightly off topic, I really like how they're like, "Hey, what do you want for dinner? Like pizza? Let me just fly to Naples real quick and pick some up." You know? That's oh yeah, incredible man! I wish I could do that. <laughs> like how a, how an actual person would use superpowers? Like, yeah, I would absolutely be doing that. I don't need Uber Eats ever. <laughs> oh, man, one time thing. I was getting uh, Uber Eats, and my delivery guy was someone I went to high school with, and I was like. This is strange. <laughs> yeah. That was a very awkward moment. <laughs> Did you have to see him? You can just have him well, leave. Well, it was at the before door. COVID, so there wasn't a leave a door oh, option. That there. sucks. You know, thanks, COVID. Yeah, leave a door Uber Eats option. <laughs> Best thing that came out of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm glad you mentioned the pizza thing, though, because actually, after the Guardians of the Globe funeral, mm-hmm. you get to see that no one really doesn't give a shit that they're dead. Mm and you start to see he's not super concerned about people dying in general. Um, I accidentally skipped over that, so I'm glad you mentioned pizza. There's never a bad time to mention pizza. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Bro, we just got back from a funeral. Okay, and I want some pizza, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't change the fact that I'm hungry, dog. still hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, but there might be, like, oh, man, plot hole. You ever heard of time zones, man? Like, I'm sure somewhere across the globe is closed at dinner time. Maybe he just does, like, Superman in that one old Superman movie where he, like, flies backwards and reverses the rotation of the Earth. Yeah, just, and just for some pizza. And nobody notices because he does it so fast. Man. <laughs> also, he's Omni-Man, so he probably just, like, busts into the pizza shop owner's house at 2 a.m. Make me like, some pizza. Make me a pizza. <laughs> what are they going to do? Say no? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they're on vacation in Rome, trying to gain her trust. We talked about that. Um, Cecil finds out that, uh, or like, comes to the realization that Omni-Man killed the Guardians of the Galaxy. Took him long enough. Yeah. But he's not sure why or what exactly happened Mm -hmm. or what his motivations are. So he doesn't want to make a big move because he knows that Omni-Man's really dangerous. And they can't just go put him in handcuffs. Like, it's not going to work like that. And Cecil's really smart and very calculated with every move he makes. Yeah, you get to see a lot of him trying to, like, play chess with everybody, Mm -hmm. basically. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Because, like I said, it sets him up as sort of like the Nick Fury of this universe where, like, he doesn't technically have powers. Like, he's got his teleportation technology. But, like... He does have two eyes. Yeah. He's scarred, though. (laughs) Yeah. On the one side of his face. Mm, Zuko. Um, and so, uh, Cecil also wants Damien Darkblood to like chill out on investigating Nolan because he doesn't want Nolan to get too suspicious and like lose his shit yeah, and Damian start killing Darkblood's people. Yeah, Darkblood's doing too good of a job. Yeah, I know. So he actually banishes Damien back to hell, well, which is kind of sad, but yeah, Damien, while he was investigating, left his notebook in debbie's closet Uh so that she can find it and hopefully put things together for herself go debbie um uh the living mauler twin builds a cloning chamber to make a new clone of himself yeah because apparently he needs to do that (laughs) for some reason um robots keeping tabs on his progress and then he steals a dna sample from rex and presents it to real robot whose name is rudy something or another rudolph Connors? Rudy. 
Yeah, they he, they end up calling him Rudy. He's kind of like a, a Modoc kind of dude, mm-hmm. where like his body's all messed up, so he's living suspended in like fluid in a Through tank. Through robot, yeah. Yeah, and so he controls all like the robot drone with his mind. Moving on to episode five. So <clears throat> yeah, episode four. Oof. <laughs> what? It's not that good. Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah. Um. Oh, I forgot about the March stuff. We. To wrap up the Irrelevant. Mars stuff, um, <laughs> Mark accidentally unleashes a hive mind onto the Martian population, mm-hmm. so they're slowly being taken over by Great that. Job, Mark. So he rescues the astronauts and completely fucks over Mars. Well, he doesn't rescue them all. One of them is actually... Uh... Oh yeah, one of the astronauts got taken over by the hive mind, yep. and that's how they started taking over Mars, because now they had a host. Hmm, I wonder if something like that will happen in season two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, definitely doesn't get wrapped up here. Spoiler nope. alert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Spoilers. In a podcast about a show? Yeah, we're 32 minutes in. It, if you haven't heard any spoilers yet, <laughs> I don't know what you've been listening to. Maybe some other podcast called, like, Wieners and Gonads or something like that. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Welcome to Wieners and Gonads. I'm Dick. Uh, Colonels and Dutch. Oh, no. Uh, I keep getting them mixed up. <laughs> balls. Testicles, even. Ooh. Nuts, if you feel so inclined. Ooh, a gentleman. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Okay. Oh, Invincible, yeah. <laughs> Episode, <laughs> Episode 5. Um, Debbie finds Dark Blood's notepad. It's full of clues about Omni-Man being Yo, the no killer. Yo, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of clues about Omni Man being the killer, and she looks for N- Nolan's super suit while he's gone. She mm-hmm. tricks him out of the house, and like it's actually pretty cool. She like plots out his flight times to different parts of the world, yeah, and asks him to go like on an international grocery Pick run, up basically. Some, some goodies, <laughs> yeah, and like she watches him leave and knows like exactly how much time she has yeah. to search. Debbie's so smart, man. Debbie is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Cause she kind of pulls Mark back in too. Like he's mm-hmm. being kind of a dick. And she's like, listen, bud, you Yo, may be I'm a superhero, mom. but I'm your fucking mom. <laughs> good, good point, Debbie. <laughs> so she finds his bloody super suit and she's like, oh shit, maybe he actually did kill him. Cause she's kind of been, she's suspicious, but she's trying to convince herself that it's, that's not what happened. Yeah. She's blinded by love. Yeah. Aren't we all? <laughs> so, um, we get to see the guardians of the globe, the new team, um, they they win a little fight that they're in, so they get back and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. Hey, good but job, team. Black Samson is like, hey, by we, the way, you guys actually suck. Yeah, like we won, but we could have done a lot better. And because yeah, he's, he's like the oldest, most experienced hero out of the group. Yeah, and he's saying they were all fighting as individuals rather than a team. Yeah. So they all kind of fight with each other because like Rex Blode is kind of a dick and mm. he doesn't want to follow like what Black Samson has to say and team infighting fun 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 <laughs> um robot robot goes and finds the Mahler twins after they finish after the one that lived finishes cloning a new one mm. and so he like has a job offer for them basically um Mark promises to help Amber at a soup kitchen because Amber does a lot of volunteer work, and Mark's been skipping out on her a bunch to do hero stuff. So he's like, I'm going to be there this time. I promise. You know, I'm not going to miss this one. <laughs> um, wonder how that's going to work out. <laughs> so he goes to fight uh, this guy named Titan, who he actually fought 
uh, in an earlier episode as he was like doing a bank robbery. Titan works kind of as like an enforcer for a crime boss that like runs the city. Machine head. Machine head with the, the auto tune. <laughs> that line. I still think about it. The I know where your family lives. <laughs> like, what a threat. <laughs> and his assistant, not Joker. Not Joker that teleports, <laughs> but definitely not Joker. It's not Joker. It's not. Don't worry about it. It's not Joker. <laughs> The immortal's not Wolverine who can fly. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally just lost my place again. I'm bad at this, damn. Oh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little deep in for that. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, right, so he's fighting Titan, who's a dude who, like, he's basically Johnny Storm, but with rocks instead of fire. Mm-hmm. Um. I like Titan. Yeah, there you get to see a lot about Titan's life. Like he's an enforcer, but yeah, like really he does hope he his doesn't best. Become like a villain or anything like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Titan like tries his best not to hurt people while he's doing mm-hmm. his job. Although there is that scene where uh, he raids that warehouse and he kills all of those dudes. Oh yeah, fucks him up. But he tries his best. Well, those that was different too because those yeah, were like bad actual guys. gang members, yeah. like the people that Machine Head sends him to threaten. That like aren't actually bad people he tries not to hurt them he's got a family a wife and a kid you know he's human Aww. Aww. despite his rocky exterior <laughs> he's a softy on the inside <laughs> anyways he steals a a little chip thingy for machine head who pops it in and has an orgasm oh. um and apparently it's some sort of uh thing that we can't explain so we're gonna call it quantum and it shows him all possibilities from that is how a single works. starting point. So like, Just put quantum in front of it. Yeah, and then it works. <laughs> so Titan approaches Mark to try to work together to take down Machine Head because basically he doesn't want to work for Machine Head anymore. Understandably. <laughs> yeah, so um, Mark talks to his parents about it. Omni-Man doesn't want him to get involved because he thinks that... It's too small scale. Well, and he also thinks that Titan is tricking him and that Mark's just too naive to see it. Um, <laughs> but his mom convinces him to help. Yeah. Because she's like, you should always try to help people if you can. Good old Debbie. Fucking love Debbie. <laughs> um, so they go to fight Machine Head, mm-hmm. but Machine Head predicted their attack because of quantum orgasm. And oh. so he has like his own little... This man had an orgasm so good he <laughs> predicted the future. Yeah, well, it's a, he has his own little like Legion of Doom type thing. <laughs> yeah, with that big cat. Yeah, with the, with the fucking furry dude. <laughs> <laughs> so and others. Mark and Titan are like outmatched and they're kind of getting beat up. So the Guardians of the Globe show up, and Monster Girl and Black Samson also get completely messed Wrecked. up, wrecked by big cat dude. However. They do take care of the rest of the Legion of Doom, besides Big Cat, dude. Yeah, after Monster Girl and Black Samson get hurt, they all kind of form up as a team, because they're like, oh shit, and they take down the rest of the team, but Big Cat, dude, just kind of dips, because he's like, you're all pussies, you're not worth my time. He could have easily beat them all. Yeah, he almost killed Mark, Mm -hmm. or like, brought him as close as he's been to this point. Yeah. Um, So, after that, the GDA comes in to clean up again. Uh, Monster Girl and Black Samson live, but they both get really beat up. Robot is super concerned about Monster Girl because mm-hmm. they have this weird, like, 
thing like he really cares about her I mean, she's 25, but she's also 14, but... You don't understand. She must look 14. (laughs) It's essential to the plot. (laughs) The writer's room, there's always that one guy. I can picture... I see that guy in my head. Oh, yeah. He has a mustache. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And not like a good, like, Omni-Man mustache. It's like a really bad mustache. Yeah. um, But the GDA show up. They arrest Machine Head and... Cecil takes the quantum orgasm chip mm-hmm. out of his head. Um, Eve, uh, while this is happening, Eve and Amber were volunteering at the soup kitchen. And because Amber's, Mark didn't show up. Yeah, Amber's pissed that Mark didn't show up. Um, but Eve gets a call from Cecil, presumably, about how Mark got really fucked up. Mm. So Eve talks to Amber, and she's like, hey, I know Mark didn't show up tonight, but he really cares about you. Cut him some slack. Like, not in those words, but, you know, trying to, like, defend Mark because she knows how the whole superhero thing is. And he's still keeping it a secret from Amber. So, uh, while Mark is in the hospital from getting destroyed by a walking lion, um, the GDA takes a sample of his blood to run tests on it to try to see if there's anything that can kill the cells. So, like, they're basically trying to synthesize kryptonite. To try to stop Omni-Man when the time Mm. comes. But any test they run, they're just kind of like, these cells are impossible to kill. Oh. Fun times. So, episode six. um, Mark tries to get things back together with Amber because he feels really bad. Also, Mm. it took him a week to recover from getting the shit kicked out of him. Understandably. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So he agrees, he, he talks to Amber about wanting to start over, so he agrees to go with her on a college tour um, that's being set up by his friend, what's his friend's name again? Uh, it's some kind of like... William. Old man name. Yeah, William. Yeah, William. Mm-hmm. Uh, William is Mark's gay friend, Yeah. and basically William set up this college tour as an excuse to go hang out with... The one, <laughs> the only, Rick. Rick. <laughs> My man, Rick. Because apparently Rick is really hot. And he is. And when we see him, he definitely is sexy. Thickums. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We even get the ass shot, you know? Like <laughs> They know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't do that with any other characters. No, no, no. Definitely not, like, Eve or anybody. Yeah. No. They, uh, it's very, like, there are no attractive characters. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, I don't know, this episode, like, it all boils down to there's a crazy mad scientist dude at this college mm-hmm. he kidnaps rick no and turns him into like this weird cyborg rick. amalgamation no <laughs> that's capable of like fighting superhumans mm-hmm. um he turns rick into it he's attempting to turn william into that yeah, you can have william uh mark saves william and breaks like the lower half of evil scientist dude's face mm. Evil scientist dude is named D.A. Sinclair. <clears throat> what an evil scientist name. <laughs> Cecil kind of recruits Sinclair. Mm-hmm. Um, again, showing like that kind of moral gray area that like Nick Fury occupies. Um, where it's like... He's not really the best dude, but... Yeah, but like he's got to do what he, yeah. he can to like mm-hmm. protect the world. Um, also, Amber and Mark are fighting again because earlier there was an attack by one of sinclair's like machine thingies Mm -hmm. and so it looks like he ran away from the fight but really he changed into costume while he's in costume he saves william and william recognizes him so now william knows that he's invincible right 
cut to dial. Oh. <laughs> so it's getting pretty bloody at this point. Yeah. Um, while William is strapped up to the table that Sinclair's gonna test him on, uh, he reveals some personal experiences with Ooh. Rick, and that kind of snaps Rick out of his cyborg mind, and so he helps them escape. Thanks, Rick. Um, never forget. Let's see. Uh, Debbie takes Nolan's uniform, uniform costume, whatever <laughs> outfit. <laughs> yeah, he takes <laughs> takes the Omni Man suit to Art, the tailor. So they kind of analyze it, and Art confirms that he definitely fought and killed the Guardians of the Globe. Man, and Debbie gets really upset and starts drinking a lot, which is pretty common. Debbie, <laughs> poor Debbie. You're supposed to be better than the rest of us. She's doing her best. <laughs> um, robot goes and gathers like weird mystical ingredients mm. to try to cure Monster Girl, who's still in the hospital. Um, Black Samson is also still in the hospital, but apparently almost dying made him get his powers back. Hey, which is handsome great. Squidward, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like handsome Squidward. <laughs> Okay, he has his powers back now. He is once again handsome Squidward <laughs> instead of regular Squidward. <laughs> um, the Maulers are still growing a body for Robot, but they decide they need a little insurance because they feel like Robot's going to double-cross them. So they go dig up the body of Immortal, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to... Uh, Revive him? Yes, thank you. I lost the word. <clears throat> and basically, they're going to try to use it against Robot. And Eve is also, um, she's been questioning like the hero life and while she's talking with Amber about doing what you can to help people, she's like, I think I'm just going to like go all in on the hero thing, but not on a team fighting bad guys. Like I'm going to go do actual good work, you Mm -hmm. know, like she can rearrange atoms at a molecular level or something Mm -hmm. is like her superpowers. She's like, I can go do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. And so I'm going to go help people. And she gets away from her terrible parents. Yeah, her parents kind of suck. They recommend, after she breaks up with a Rexplode for cheating on her, that she takes him back. What kind of parent recommends that? <laughs> Come on. Come on, bro. But Rexplode's such a sweetheart. Oh, he really is. He's a handsome boy. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Monster Girl knocked out some of his teeth. Mm. Mm. Right, so um, Debbie uh, relocates, so she gets out of the house, basically, because she knows that Nolan is a killer, so she wants to stay away from him. Good call. Yeah, uh, they have a big fight. Nolan punches a hole in the wall and also, like, busts a hole in the roof, like, kind of just being an overall douchebag. Classic Nolan. So uh, Cecil explains kind of what happened. And things really start to ramp up. So the jig is kind of up for Omni-Man at this point. Yeah. Like, they know he killed the Guardians. They're trying to do what they can to stop him. Uh, Debbie already knows that he did it, and he's struggling with, like, what how to handle her. And so he finds out that the GDA is, like, spying on him. Like, they have Invisitroopers in his house. Mm-hmm. So he goes full-on rampage mode. He... It gets really gory. Yeah. In this episode, it's not as bad as the next one, but 
it starts ramping up for sure. So he kills all the people in his house. He finds the surveillance house and goes in and kills discount Phil Coulson. Donald. <laughs> Donald, who sets off a bomb to blow up the house. The bomb doesn't even scratch Omni-Man because he's Omni-Man. And, uh, yeah, so he's full-on bloodlusted. Then we also get to see Robot's new body finish growing. He has the Mahler twins install a neural link so he can control his robot drones still. Mm-hmm. Um, they he gives him he gives them what he promised to pay them, which is like schematics for a collar that let you control people, basically. Right. Um, the Rudy clone kills the original Rudy. Um, robot tries to bring them, or I guess his name is Rudy now because he's not a robot anymore. Rudy tries to re-arrest the Mahler brothers, but he gets called away to go to Guardians of the Globe HQ. <clears throat> so they're kind of scot-free for the moment. And then he gets back, uh, shows up to the team, Rexplode is pissed that Robot cloned him without his permission. <laughs> and also he's like, you're a 14-year-old version of me. This is weird. Why did you make a 14-year-old version of me? Wink, wink, looks at Monster Girl. Yeah, he's like, I wanted it to be well, more no, approachable no to Monster Girl. I was just trying to be a friend with her. You yeah. know, she felt alone. You don't understand. <laughs> she, must. she must look 14. <laughs> it is essential for the plot. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Because they couldn't have just made a full-grown yeah. Rudy clone, right? No. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Then we're back to because they all got called to the Guardians of the Globe headquarters so that they could be ready to go attack Omni Man basically since he's going on his rampage now. Um, Robot explains himself to them. They all kind of are weirded out, but they're there for a reason, so they kind of put it to the side. Um, Cecil um, Cecil actually goes and uses his little teleporter thing to talk to Nolan in person, which is kind of a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just kind of teleporting around him, trying not to get murdered. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, Nolan actually, like, grabs his tie, I think it is, mm-hmm. or something. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, Cecil's throwing everything he's got at him, like, all his contingency plans. He uses the, the weird RoboCop things mm-hmm. that Sinclair made. He sends the kaiju back. He sends the kaiju back. Uh, he's throwing everything he's got at Omni-Man. The kaiju actually starts to get the better of him. Uh, also at this time, the mm-hmm. Mahler twins finish reviving the immortal. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he becomes conscious again, he remembers what Omni-Man did and flies off to go beat the shit out of Omni-Man. Um, Omni-Man's fighting, makes a big ruckus. Ruckus. And Mark and Eve, who are hanging out at the time, notice it so they start flying in to go help and mark starts helping um omni-man fight the kaiju right but also while that's happening the immortal shows up so omni-man's trying to like juggle it's important to note before the immortal shows up mark has no idea that omni-man is evil at this point because him and eve have been off on their own yeah so he still thinks that it's just his dad Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so they start fighting the kaiju and then the immortal shows up. So Omni-Man is trying to juggle fighting the kaiju and keeping Mark safe and fighting immortal. And so it's a lot of stuff going down, a lot of action. And then uh, that fight keeps going and <laughs> Omni-Man kills the immortal again. 
easily. Which is kind of tragic. Um, Who's going to protect Denver, man? I know. Yeah. Which, like, it kind of sucks. Like, the Immortal doesn't really get much of a character. You see, like, flashbacks of, like, his backstory whenever they revive him. Mm-hmm. But literally, he, like, shows up to get his head chopped off by Omni-Man and then shows back up to get chopped in half by Omni-Man. <laughs> like, what a character arc, right? Chop, chop. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, Mark was with Amber, or was with Eve, because Amber dumped him, even though he revealed that he was invincible, and that's why he's been gone, and she's like, yeah, dumbass. Wait, Mark's invincible? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> title, title screen? Oh. Oh, and so, um, uh, he reveals that he's invincible, and that's why he's been gone, and Amber's like, yeah, dumbass, I already knew that, uh, I'm just <laughs> mad that you've been lying to me, which, like... I don't know. Seems a little... I kind of get it. I mean, I get where she's like, I can't believe you lied to me. But also, it's like, you're a superhero. Like, you're a walking nuclear warhead. You can't just go around telling people that shit. Yeah. Well, she knew. Like, be so, a little more understanding. No I don't know. Anyways. Uh, so that's why Mark was with Eve. And then that's why they both showed up when Omni-Man was fighting the people. Mm. Uh, Cecil is able to get to Eve... Uh, and tell her to get away because, you know, shit's about to go down. It's about to go down. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Mark also, or Cecil also doesn't know whether or not Mark is going to side with his dad or not yet. So he's mm-hmm. trying to, like, make sure they can take Mark if they need to. Right. Um, they also use a cool weapon. I forgot. He says something about the hammer. Mm-hmm. And it's like this space laser that, like, absolutely... Yo. It's yeah, it's like basically a nuclear bomb that they drop on Omni Man from orbit and it just gives him a nosebleed. Yeah. Um it's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, and while all this is going down, there's like news crews and stuff, so this is all being broadcast live to the whole world and they yeah, all see everyone sees Immortal get killed. Yeah, by Omni Man. And that's where that episode ends. Hmm. So episode eight. Hey. Big finale. Bloody screen. Yeah. Bloody invincible. Super, super bloody. Um, it starts with the two halves of Immortal's body kind of mm. flapping on the ground, which Oof, is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and while Omni-Man was killing Immortal, mm. Mark took care of the kaiju, like incapacitated it. Good job, Mark. Yeah. So, Mark's like, dude fuck (laughs) why'd you just chop a man in half with bare hands and so omni-man explains that he lied to mark and the rest of the world about the planet that he's from Mm. Uh, omni-man is basically like superman like Mm -hmm. alien dude who came to be earth's protector yeah but in reality the planet he's he's from he's just got a little bit of a different vibe a little different personality yeah superman (laughs) (laughs) a little bit yeah um Hey, maybe not for long with the with the Snyderverse making a comeback. Jeez. Anyways. I don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. I'm sure we will at some point, though. Do we have to? Yes. Can I just say Snyder cut bad and be done with it? <laughs> it's not a good movie. I sat through the whole four-hour slog, man. Trust me, it's not good. Not worth the four hours? Ugh, no. God, that's such a... It's, about to, it's not even like a hang out with your friends and laugh and how bad it is kind of thing. It's just bad. Well, the guy I watched it with was actually into it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't want to, like, ruin his good time. <laughs> but at the same time, like, it's not good. He okay. got way too much hype. Yeah, Anyways, yeah, off topic. 
Um, Omni-Man explains that Viltrum's actually kind of a shithole. Not a shithole, but, like, super, super violent, bloody. It's actually, like, like great. Like, you yeah. But they established it through... Yeah, it's like Sparta. Where, yeah. like, if you're seven months old and you haven't, you know, annihilated another alien race, they're gonna... Doing, yeah, like, yeah, you're, too, you're worthless. <laughs> they're yeah. throwing you in the body pit. No, but, like, their whole thing is, like... Saving other worlds and saving it by destroying it. Yeah, it's kind of like the Empire in Star Wars where they're like, we bring peace and order, but really... But also a lot of you are going to be dead. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, so he starts, you know, he tells Mark about all this stuff and then he's like, join up with me and we can take over this world together. Then you can be a true Viltrumite. You have to do the whole like villain almost convinces the, uh, the good guy to come to their side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like Mark asks about like, well, like what about mom? And he's like, your mother's more of a pet to me. So mm. it is canonical that Omni-Man fucks his pets. Don't talk about Debbie like that, man. <laughs> All I'm saying is like, if he views her as a pet, but he like, rails her on a regular basis <laughs> like it's canon omni-man fucks his dog bro like i don't oh understand what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> back, back on topic back on topic uh mark is like no i'm not gonna join you so he starts trying to like you know somebody must be controlling you whatever omni-man explains his side of the story and then mark's like, no, I'll stop you. And so they have this big fight in Chicago where Omni-Man just, he's tearing through people like crazy. Like, this is the goriest the show's been the whole time. Yeah. And, like, it's over the top. Like, yeah. it's rough. In Chicago, oh, no. <laughs> he holds his face, like, into the train. Of yeah. Like, he throws him through a building, and mm. then Mark tries to stop the building from collapsing. And Omni-Man just kind of, like, knocks the building over and, like, kills everyone in it. Everyone in downtown Chicago is dead, <laughs> yeah. basically. And he, like, knocks him into a subway and then, like, holds Mark's face up to the train while mm. they just, like, shred everyone in it. Which is really, like, incredible for Mark's story. Like, he's all about, he's made the decision to be all about protecting human lives and stuff. Whereas Nolan has no concern for human lives. Yeah, he thinks that they're, like worthless so they're beneath him, him. like yeah. they're just another world to conquer right and so he's trying to like because in a weird way he's like still trying to be a dad yeah right where he's like trying to teach him a lesson how about to be how, a like, proper viltrumite yeah exactly like he's trying to teach him that he's better than them and they don't matter and mark's like no this is important like that's we have half, to save them i'm half human man. exactly and so also cecil and debbie are watching all this happen so Debbie gets to hear all the shitty things that Nolan's saying about her. Like calling her a dog. Yeah. Saying that he fucks his dog. <laughs> I can't Jesus. get over that, man. <laughs> why would you, why do they have to use the word pet? What other word is I, there? I don't know. <laughs> Could have just called her a flashlight or something. Oh my god. <laughs> Debbie's just a flashlight to me. <laughs> um. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, it's just like why, Sometimes, why does he fuck his pet i don't know man it's like i'm far from home i get lonely <laughs> you're the only one here for me jeez this is getting off in the weeds um, um yeah i'd say so 
hey, they wrote it in the show. It's not my fault. I don't. Don't look at me like I, that. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't even think about that the entire time until you mentioned it. So it is kind of just you. <laughs> Listen, Omni Man is Whitney Wisconsin with superpowers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. Deep cut. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, they're fighting. Omni Man's just destroying like the whole city killing everybody yeah. beating the ever-loving shit out of mark the whole time <laughs> trying to explain to him that like mark really is invincible yeah yeah well, title of. yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to explain to him that like viltrumites the older they get the slower they age mm-hmm. so like mark's gonna live forever basically a good bit no one's like thousands of years yeah old. And so he's and he like, looks like he's in his mid 40s. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, you're only 17 years of my life. That's nothing to me. Yeah. Uh, like, this place doesn't matter. I could just matter. restart if I wanted to somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Exactly. And then he remembers a baseball game. Yeah. So, like, as he's literally smashing Mark's head flat, he's like, ah, oh, memories. <laughs> he has, like, this <laughs> memory of, like, Mark playing baseball as a kid. Where, like, Debbie's explaining to him. Because he's like, none of this matters. This isn't an accomplishment. Yeah, like, this uh, is stupid. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, look how much fun he's having. Like, look how important this is to him. This is what it's all about. And no one gets that classic twinkle in his eye. Yeah, you know? he has, like, this genuine human moment. Yeah. So, like, he stops. And, like, suddenly he's now, like, really conflicted about the fact that he's almost beaten his son to death. Yeah, which also ties back to the beginning of the show whenever he's almost upset that Mark gets the powers. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm going to have to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, how was work? (laughs) Oh, so good, bad. Like, you didn't even answer my question. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, like, he has this memory, and then, like, he talks to Mark. He's like, think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to outlive these people. You're better than them, whatever. He's Everyone like, you love will be dead before yeah. you know it. And he's like, when that happens, what do you have left? And he was like, I would have still had you. Omni-Man gets really teary and flies off into space. Where'd he go? Who knows? Ah. Uh. Kind of a cool shot when he flies through the atmosphere and, like, all the blood and stuff burns off of him. Yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I'm sure we'll never see him again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. So, after that, Mark's obviously in the hospital again. Yeah, he got a couple cuts. <laughs> yeah, he got a little little beat up. Just a bit. Uh, Cecil talks to Debbie, and he's like, we have a cover story for how no one died. Mm. Uh, his book sales are going to see a super high spike in high spike and you're gonna be okay financially like we're gonna take care of you basically thanks cecil um and then they like after mark's recovered they're like hey we've got something flying in from deep space we're not sure who it is we need you to take care of it it could be omni man yeah turns out my man seth rogan it's that boy (laughs) alan the alien again who showed up to be like dude there's a viltrumite living on your planet oh what no way what thanks man yeah. Why didn't you tell me before? Oh, wait, I already knew. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that Alan's planet was actually destroyed by Viltrumites. Um, that sucks, Alan. Yeah, Mark and Alan kind of talk. They touch on some of the loose threads that the season left open, mm-hmm. which they're obviously going to build on next season. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, reminder. <laughs> yeah, and then that's kind of it. That's it. And that's the end of it, because he asks him what he's going to do in the meantime. You get a quick cut to all these things that still need to be resolved. And then Mark says, 
I don't know, finish high school, I guess. Uh, classic. And that's it. That's hey. the whole season. Wow. All okay. eight episodes. Wow. All right, so let's say, or let's get into, like, what you think about it. You go first. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Well, for me, this show is good. It's not great. It's not bad. It's just good. You know? Uh, it's a, it's like a lot of other shows and movies in the past with a lot of the similar tropes, mm-hmm. but they are always good. They're, it's kind yeah, of like, just there's nothing average. Really yeah, wrong with it. Like there's good characters. Mm-hmm. Like they always the best part is the characters. Yeah, too. like they're written fairly well. Yeah, like, I mean there's lots of fantastic characters like the Mahler twins, Eve, mm-hmm. uh, Mark. Even, fucking love Eve, actually. Yeah. She's probably one of my favorite characters. Eve is my favorite character. Debbie's awesome. True. Can't forget about Rick. Uh, kind of like art, too. Just like random old Taylor Yeah, dude. but basically, like, the characters are very good in the show. Yeah. Plus, the plot, it's pretty good. It's a rehash of a lot of things put together. Yeah, and it's that's... It's a big hodgepodge, but... That's one thing that really stood out to me, is it's like... It's a very, like, referential type thing. Yeah. It's almost like... Ready Player One. I mean, it's better than Ready Player One, I think. <laughs> but you know how Ready Player One was basically just like, we're going to jam pack every single pop culture mm-hmm. reference we possibly can into Have you one read movie. that book, by the way? I haven't. It's very good. Oh, well, I guess I should read it. Yeah. But you know, it's like, we're going to jam pack every pop culture reference we possibly can into a movie, and people will come see it just for the references, right? Yeah. And this is obviously better than that, but it feels kind of the same in that, like, Oh, it's, it's just the Justice from League. from a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, it's the it, Raft. Oh, it's... And, like, Mark's character to me has a little bit of, like, a kick-ass vibe to it. Have you yeah. seen that movie? I, I it, It's kind of... He, he reminds me of uh, the main dude in Kick-Ass. Yeah. Uh, in Kick-Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, like I said, everything, like, Damien is like, if Rorschach and yeah, Hellboy yeah. were put together... Which, like, Omni Man is like evil Superman. I could appreciate the references, but also there, there's not that much that's original in this series, other than the extreme gore. Yeah, like over the top gore. Which honestly, I didn't mind. Yeah, like it's not yeah. horrible. I think it works in the context <laughs> it was a bit of the show. At first, but yeah, like after that first episode when they like hit you in the face with it, then you're like, oh, it's that type of show, yeah. and then it becomes a lot more. It's kind of like the boys, manageable. which I know you. Also, haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> it'll happen. Yeah, dude, you have to watch the boys. But anyway, um, one thing for me that really stood out was there's not a lot of like fleshing out the world. Mm-hmm. Like there is in some ways. Like you get to see a lot of like the GDA and how it works, and like the Guardians of the Dawn. Globe and stuff. Yeah. But like broader context where it's like, why do people have powers? Like where did all this come from? Right. You know. And, like, I know they were trying to do this all over one season, so they can't do, like, the same amount of setup that, like... Yeah, they might be able to get in that more later. Yeah, the, like, Phase 1 MCU did. Like, they can't do that. But it's, like, you don't... It, this is Mark's origin story, and so it explains why he has powers, mm-hmm. because him and his dad are aliens. But, like, why does Immortal have powers? Why does Adam Eve have powers? Right. Why does everybody just accept that, like... Superheroes are... Potentially crazy. world-ending events happen regularly, and that superheroes come to stop them. Like... Which, Why is this normal? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. You know, so it's like, I wish we had gotten a little bit more of a fleshed out world. Yeah. But I'll take not having a super fleshed out world, mm. but still having good characters. Yeah. Well, to go along with the good characters, we have a great cast. 
I mean, there's really J.K. Simmons, obviously, acting, yeah. as Omni-Man. Stephen Sandra Young, O. Sandra O. Uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Zachary Quinto. The dude from Big Mouth. <laughs> there's a really good cast. Yeah. And the voice acting is actually Very really well good. Yeah, like... It doesn't sound like they're recording lines in a booth, right? Like it, mm. they, there's good chemistry between the voice actors. I feel like, yeah, you know, when like when the scene gets intense, when it's like Nolan and Debbie fighting, you don't feel like they're just reading lines off a page in a room, you know? Exactly. Like they play off of each other very well. Um, let's see. Do you have anything? Anything. Anything else? Like yes. Anything that stuck out to you really hard? The music, man. There's some good <laughs> yeah. music in here. That song by Soak, where Mark is flying into the city for the first time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They have a really good KG Elephant song in there. Some Run the Jewels songs. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I really liked the music, too. Yeah. I think it has a pretty great soundtrack. Um, one thing that honestly, to me, kind of stood out is like, you can tell, like, it's pretty obvious whenever they're setting you up to give a shit about a character that something bad will immediately happen to. Mm-hmm. Like, Rick's only there for one episode. He's never talked about before. And Mark's best friend is, like, in love with him. Yeah. You know something bad's going to happen to him, and that's why they want you to care. Exactly. Same thing with, like, guard at the White House that's talking about his son. Like, you know something's about to go down with that. And, like, there's a scene later with them. Like, they don't die or anything. But, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, with the Guardians of the Globe, right before they all die, they give you these scenes of them, like, living their lives. And it's, like, an obvious setup for, like, you should care when these people die. die. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so, like, I feel like they rushed that a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, And it seems like it's a problem of, like, them trying to pack too much of the source material into each episode. Right. Because, you know, watching... They had to get eight episodes. Yeah, watching other people talk about this, you realize that, like, a lot of this stuff in the comic book series happened over, like, multiple, multiple issues and, like, a very long time <laughs> yeah, in Robert universe. Yeah, Robert was the original writer yeah. from The Walking Dead. And so it's, like, they're trying to... I, I get they're trying to condense it to fit a show format, but it's, like, these are, like a lot of shit happens in every episode. Yeah. And so you can't care about every character yeah. that something bad happens I mean, you don't to. even realize it until afterwards, like, how much actually happens in yeah, like, episode. shit ton goes on. It's pretty impressive. Um, well, let's see. I think that's pretty much everything I had. Uh, okay, cool. Well, uh, so, on our scale, where duds are bad, kernels are good negative five would be uh yeah. all the kernels or all the duds if i would be kernels how are you feeling kernels or duds i'm feeling i'm feeling three kernels three kernels three that kernels. is higher than i was expecting really me. yeah well i mean i know that i just kind of hate on everything yeah like i think it's good i don't think there's anything out it about it that like sticks out to me as like man that really sucked so is like three gonna be your average score just like well i wouldn't even say if it's average i said it's, it's above it's average i think yeah, it's above it's average like, but it's not as good as a lot of people are saying it. yeah like there's a lot of praise yeah. for it and i mean i think that like i said i think it's good it's solid like there's nothing wrong with it but it's like it's not doing anything super new or super mm-hmm. original and honestly i feel like a year from now 
like when the second season drops, people will be like, "Oh yeah, that's a show." Oh yeah, Invincible. Yeah, like and oh yeah, that like was they'll pretty watch good. it for yeah. sure. But they're like I remember the first season of that; yeah. it was all right. Mm-hmm. But they're not gonna like think about it. Like it's not the type of thing that's gonna right, right, right. stick out to you. So I don't think like I don't want to give it too low because I do think it's good. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's like four cool. or five. You so know, three kernel. Because right. that would that'd be like 7 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, what about you? What's your rating? Give uh, me And give me your, your explanation. Mm, you ready for this? Definitely. 2.5 kernel. 2.5? It's like two Did big kernels. A lower rating than I know. You heard it here first. <laughs> what? Uh, no, it's two kernels and then like one of those little ones at the bottom of the bucket. <laughs> I don't know. It. I thought it was really good. Well, not really good. Just good. Um... Yeah. Like like you were saying, it it's a lot. A lot happens. Like an impressive amount for how few episodes there are. A lot of the characters are relatively fleshed out. Mm. The main characters, at least. Yeah. Like Eve, uh, Mark, Omni-Man, all of them. Debbie, even. Mm-hmm. Really fleshed out. Well, and what you said about main characters, too. Like, to try to balance that many characters. Because if you think about it, like... There's five Guardians of the Globe originally, and I'm pretty sure there's five after that. Mm-hmm. And then some of those five came from the teen team. Yeah. And then... You're not going to be able to go in-depth yeah, with there's, everyone. There's it's Adam too Eve, many and characters. There's Mark, and there's Mark's yeah, yeah. friends, and there's Rick, and but, there's yeah. D.A. Sinclair. Like, you can't, in eight episodes, make somebody give a shit about all those people. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just too much for a show to balance. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I guess the difference to where i'm taking away that half a kernel i don't know it's just like i was saying it's nothing original to me that's yeah main thing for it like Like everything kind of feels lifted from something else yeah like it's paying homage maybe but not in a new way yeah (laughs) like so i don't know i guess i'll use like indiana jones's example okay because i love that movie what (laughs) yeah um but it's it's based on things that were established before, right? Like, it's based off of uh, 1930s, like, adventure serials, right? Right. But when you watch that movie, even though you know it's drawing inspiration from a specific source... It's something new. It's its own thing. Like, yeah. it's unique. And there's a reason that it's stood up for so long, right? Right. Um, this, I feel like, is drawing a little too closely. Like, I just wish it was... They did, like something a little different you know and i mm-hmm. guess the gore is like the big thing that sets it apart but i don't know i don't okay. feel like yeah. shock value gore stuff is enough yeah okay well i mean uh you got anything else no i think that's about it if you're well, thinking about watching it i definitely recommend like yeah do bad. watch it it's yeah. not a mistake to watch it yeah okay well i guess there's only one thing left to be said uh- uh-